0: OTB Nation, welcome into episode number 262 of the allegedly award-nominated, honorably mentioned, number nine NCAA ranked, of course, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box podcast, the official lacrosse podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB, it's Deej coming at you. We got a lot to get into on this episode. We've got NLL, we've got PLL. We've got college and we've just got some fun, you know, things to get off our chest for the lacrosse community as a whole. Uh, so stick with us. Uh, don't go anywhere because we're bringing it on this episode. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us at OTB LaxPod, Twitter, Instagram. We've been putting out our, uh, you know, quick hit previews for each championship series game on our Instagram exclusively. Um, so go check that out. OTB lax pod. You can follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next. Great. You can follow me at KBIZZL three one one. And if you follow us on Instagram, we're sharing it on our personal Instagrams as well. So you can follow our Instagrams uh, just as much as you follow us on the tweet machine, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple podcast, Spotify, shout out to our uh, host site for our podcast. Cause now we can see how many people Uh, subscribe slash follow. That's the term Spotify uses on Spotify, which is pretty nice. Uh, We're pretty close to a milestone number on Spotify. So follow us there. Subscribe on Apple. Leave a five-star rating and review. It does help the show continue to grow. Uh, And now that we have more eyeballs on metrics, we can really see how much we're growing. Uh, And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of this show every show on our network you get live streams shorts original content interviews uh you name it you know we're working on tons of of stuff for this show uh for the rest of 2023 and beyond so you're not going to want to miss it subscribe to our youtube channel we're at 388 subscribers right now can we please get to 400 by the end of the month that's the goal get us to 400 uh, subscribe to the YouTube, youtube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia, and make sure you guys go and get your merch from our amazing March partners at PHI apparel company. They're the best in the game. Official outside the box podcast. Merch is available on their site. We got the logo T we got the, the OTB banner hoodie that you can snag. We want to see you guys rocking them at your favorite stadiums, uh, in the NLL when you're on the road for the PLL, college all that good stuff tag us when you get your merch uh and when you do get your merch use code underground when you visit phiapparel.co.co uh, use code underground you get 10% off and that's how they know you're coming from us phiapparel.co use code underground for 10% off it's the most effective and direct way to support us and help us keep doing this thing as big as we possibly want to uh, so go get your merch tag us when you get it and let's see where you're rocking your merch across the nation what's popping Deej
1: living the dream I am living the dream got my Xbox this week Got to play it for all of one night before the next night I lost power due to a nice storm. <clears throat> it's been tragic here. Haven't had power for a couple of days, so I've been uh, moving around a lot at friends' houses and at work and all of that. I'm having a great time, though. Um, I'm here. I'm alive. there was been a ton of luck, just because I haven't had power, first off. It waited until 9 p.m. exactly to turn off Wednesday night. Like, the game ended, and my power went out. It was so weird, but I was like, hey, I saw the first two games. I'm happy. And don't think I missed the first two yesterday or the two yesterday. I got around to watching those as well. Um, So I haven't missed any lacrosse. There's been a ton of lacrosse on. I've been watching it all uh, as much as I can. College is so hard to keep up with. I did my thing, though. Did some scoreboard watching during the day. Went back and watched some clips and some games and all of that. So I uh, I had my fair share of lacrosse this weekend. Hopped on that Hogwarts. If you, ain't, if you, you ain't got it, you should get it. And if you got it, I don't see how you're not playing it every day. I've been bugging, edgy, <laughs> trying to get back to it. But I don't have anywhere to play it right now. So uh, I should have brought it to work and just stayed here late. <laughs> we, got, we got a nice flat screen in the in the front, like fifty inches. Nice. Nobody ever uses it.
0: I have to uh, check with my sister because she pre-ordered that for me and her, and it was like part of my birthday gift. And oh, I just don't know. I just don't know if it got delivered to her and Matt's house or what happened. But I got to figure that out. me. You
1: need to call her
0: now because they definitely got it. That I'll uh out
1: for a minute. So. I'll
0: definitely be calling her after uh, this musical <laughs> comes to a close. Uh, yeah, because that's where I have been spending all of my time. They just uh, need to get
1: a multiplayer mode so you can imagine us just on there.
0: Dom has it. <laughs> Dom's got See, the you know too. what I'm
1: saying. We we would be dugged out on there. We have our own little underground crew.
0: The uh, underground Wizard Gang. <laughs> They're not ready for it. The Wiz Kids. <laughs> the Wiz kids. Uh, <laughs> our,
1: our crew leader, Logan Wisnowski. <laughs> He's our headmaster.
0: When the uh games recovering slow down a little bit, I think that's gonna be the next Squire Six's top six whizes.
1: I guess. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. comment speaking on of,
0: youtube your list
1: speaking of those of you my people in kalamazoo uh, check out the black app you know my radio station we are giving away five pair of wiz Khalifa tickets when it comes to kalamazoo next month uh, or yeah what will be next month april 15th so you need some tickets to wiz we got five pair we're giving away
0: there it is um we got a lot to dive into on this episode we got a we got a nice little nll week 12 recap for the people um it was quite the week. Great games across the board. Um it went like this. Calgary top Vancouver 14 to 9. Saskatchewan with the big upset, quote unquote, um over San Diego 16 to 11. Toronto beats Georgia again 16 to 7. Uh Las Vegas beats Albany 12 10 in the battle of the uh the dogs. The dogs and the Wolves. Uh, overtime, Bandits get a win off the, the stick of the great Dane himself, Dane Smith, uh, 13 to 12. That was easily the best game of the weekend, in my opinion, hands down. Both teams played phenomenal, and either both of those teams deserve to win, so I think the NLL uh, should just give both teams a win in the win column. They both played fantastic. Like,
1: it was- sorry. sorry stop it <laughs> take the l and, and just remember it and go back and beat them in buffalo like by, by that out. well well they or, were in, in, buffalo. In, in philly my bad
0: yeah um by that i mean like if you told me either team won like if you turned it off going into overtime like and said either team won agree it's it's
1: very unbelievable
0: yeah and that just continues to add to my scientific proof that no matter what and no matter where they are on the scale Buffalo and Philly always play each other like super well or maybe. for as long as I've been covering the team. Maybe Buff plays bad. <laughs>
1: maybe Buff just plays bad.
0: I don't think so because they win every time. That don't mean that they don't play bad. I don't think, think Buffalo has played bad in the last like four matchups against the Wings. I think there was you one, think one the bad Wings matchup. Wings just playing that good? I think they play I think the Wings are a team that in certain circumstances outside of when the Toronto Rock uh are or do on you schedule, think they just they play up to the competition Are they really playing
1: up though or do you think it's just like evenly matched like
0: I think with there's the way some of that
1: with the way that play. that the Wings play defense and the way that the the Buffalo offense is constructed I think I also think
0: part of it is to an extent, Higgy used to be the backup in Buffalo and knows those guys very well. So, yeah, as as Higgy's still, been yeah. there. It's been, it's been way, it's been like an elevated competitiveness. Um, so, that helps too. And then I think there's just like that competitive aspect. I think with every team when they play Buffalo, no matter who it is, that like those guys get talked about offensively like no other. And every team just wants to go out there and try to match it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because, like, even though they haven't won a chip, they're just like that. They were like the whips last year Mm -hmm. in, in, in PLL terms. Like, yeah, they lost to chaos, but they were still the team to beat. And that's how everybody, like, looked at them. Like, they're still that gold standard we're trying to get to. And it's like Buffalo hasn't won a championship in years but everybody's still trying to get to like that standard and i would say the same thing for the rush like a lot of people are still trying to emulate that that rush offense and the success that they had back when they were very good you still see that now like there's kind of like once a gold standard is set especially within the game of lacrosse people are trying to forever reach that standard
0: 100 um panther city tops colorado who might be dead Um, like we mentioned last week, 13 to seven, uh, and then Halifax tops New York 13 to 12 in, I don't know if it was because it was the only game on your televisions at the time that this game was being played. Um, but it feels like this game was the most heavily like bantered and discussed and, um, like controversial there was a lot of like people posting clips like oh from like both sides of the spectrum uh with like missed calls or calls that were made and uh halifax gets the the 13 12 win in probably second best game of the weekend um only reason i give the nod to the other game is because it took overtime like they were in just a, a heavyweight slugfest for four plus quarters um but the standings look like this right now as well. Buffalo and Toronto tied at the top in the East at 8 and 2. Rochester off last week so they're 7 and 2 still sitting pretty. Halifax at 500 at 5 and 5, the Wings at 3 and 5, but in a I think an okay 3 and 5 if that makes any sense to people. Like they're not a they're not a like they're three and five, but I think they're closer to the Halifax five and five than they are to the next teams I'm going to talk about. Firewolves two and six, Riptide two and seven, Georgia oh and seven. Like, I think the Wings are closer. Well,
1: to, they're not far from. Well, I see what you're saying, and I agree in with terms your of point. like
0: how they're playing. Yeah, well, like well I'm going to make
1: a point. Like, I agree with you because of how close their games are. A couple of things go their way. We're talking about the Wings being 6-2. 500 or better. By, by, you know, like, we're talking about them being in a much better <laughs> echelon than what we are talking about them now. But we could say the same thing about the Riptide. The riptide have oh, 100%. Four games this year by one goal. And I think two of them were in overtime. So it's, like, legitimately, especially the one we went to, like mm-hmm. – that, that should easily, have been a win. They could have easily, easily have won this
0: game against Halifax.
1: You see, and, and they win three of those four three or four of those games out of I think five or six that have been one goal games that they've had this year. We're talking about them in a completely different like, we're talking about them more like we're talking about Rochester, more like they completely surprised us and we weren't expecting them to be this good. So like And to that record show, but not completely. You know what I'm saying? To that like,
0: too the Riptide are a better two and seven than Albany is two and six. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Especially. And that's Albany. what I mean. Like with the wings are closer to Halifax's echelon of five and five than they are to Albany's two and six. And the Riptide are closer to the wings, three and five than they are to Albany's two and six. Um, yeah. And a lot closer than that last one. Everybody's a lot closer than that last one. Who like that still kind of, boggles my mind like we we talked about this a couple weeks ago i think when they were like zero and five or zero and four like if you would have told us the the georgia swarm would be the last winless team in the league this year we would have looked at you like you had 12 heads somebody
1: go save my boy
0: (laughs) i feel like with lyle with Lyle, it's that it's that video meme of the dude where he walks up to the glass window and there's the cat and there's like, "I'm gonna get you out of there, I'm gonna get you out." <laughs> Seriously, but he has no clue
1: how to get him out <laughs> because like you just look at, other than probably that Chesapeake Bayhawks team, you look at Lyle's professional career. You had the twenty seventeen sworn. sworn that were good in the
0: championship, yeah
1: and then that Bay- that Bayhawks team he's played on that was like stacked with like Miles and all of them and Demer class like
0: even the other- Bayhawks bubble team yeah other than
1: those teams he's been on like teams that are just awful
0: <laughs> yeah i mean there's been swarm teams that were like there and like competitive and just like got upset in the playoffs um but yeah it's 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 getting to the point where like if the swarm were presented with the opportunity. Like somebody offers you a King's ransom. Not, not sure what that would be, but I think if you're the swarm, you have to at least like entertain, listen, you have to, like you pick up the phone. You
1: have to entertain, Like there's no like, like,
0: and it's not even just for the betterment of their franchise. It's if you care about Lyle Thompson, the player and his career as a whole, you want to see him succeed.
1: You want yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's it's literally at that point where they have to acknowledge all things regarding anyone on yeah. the team, if you ask me, but especially Lyle.
0: And then the Western Conference uh, is a dogfight right now. The Seals at 6-2, still at the top, but right behind them uh, with a plus one in the win column, but still one back in the loss column. The Roughnecks at seven and three certified wagon. Uh, The Rush at five and three, not far behind Panther city sticking around at six and four. Then you have Colorado at four and five, the desert dogs at three and five and the Vancouver warriors at one and nine. Here's a fun question for you. Since we were just talking about like who's closer and what aspect, which team do you think is in better shape right now? And like closer to, a playoff spot, whether it's a wild card or, you know, one of the teams that qualify from the uh, conference. The Wings in the East or the Mammoth in the West?
1: The Mammoth are, what did you say, 3-5? and five?
0: They're 4-5. and five. They played one more game than the Wings. I think it's the Wings. For one simple fact, they're healthier. Knock on wood.
1: Right. That's one thing, but like... The West ain't all that strong.
0: Mm, that's debatable.
1: You got the three up top. And Panther and then, City. Yeah, I mean, Panther City, but it's like...
0: I think Panther City's in better shape I, I do wise, believe Panther just City's like, in better shape. The way Callum like, has fit in with that team since that trade.
1: All it takes is for Colorado to either find a groove or get healthy and... It's not like Dylan Ward isn't the best goaltender in the league. Truly, like he, he is keeping them in these games. They're not getting blown out. They're just not winning.
0: And they can't score. And, and Yeah. And, they can't and, score, and then Capito being out, they don't have their transition game, which is, you know, when he's healthy, he's arguably best non-faceoff transition guy in the league.
1: Yeah, I definitely think the Wings have a better chance. I just don't. No, i think the wins with mitch
0: jones have looked like a completely different team and i think you would say the same like that yeah. was one of those things like when the trade happened it was like are they just a mitch jones away and in the games that he's played so far he's completely changed like the dynamic of their offense
1: i just don't know if they have enough to catch up at this point you know we're getting later into the year and like you know they still have to play toronto again they like can't seem to beat. Halifax is always a tough game for them. Georgia is always a tough game for them. Like, they have tough games coming up, and it's like you drop one or two of those, especially the people who are ahead of you, it's going to be real hard for you to get into the mix.
0: I'm going to pull up the it's almost schedule like schedule for both of these teams. You see what I'm saying? It's almost like
1: they're counting on getting that wild card like they did last year.
0: Yeah, and I think at this point that's probably what it's going to end up being, Just with the top dogs. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We liked how frisky Rochester had a chance to be this year. We didn't think they were going to be elite. Which, kudos to them. You know, figuring it out and getting the right pieces. Here's Colorado's remaining schedule to kind of put it in perspective. Um, They play Panther City again this week uh, in Colorado. Then they're home again on March 10th against Calgary. March 18th, we get the NLL Finals rematch, finally, in Buffalo. Um, Then the 25th of March, they go to Vancouver. Then they're home on the 31st of March against Las Vegas. Then they host Vancouver, host San Diego. Then they go to Saskatchewan and to San Diego. So they still have San Diego twice on their schedule. They still have Saskatchewan again, um, two against Vancouver and one against Vegas. But, hey, the Vegas one's not a given. Like, we've seen Vegas, you know, prevail even when they're down. They came back from eight goals before. They still have Buffalo on their schedule. They still have Calgary on their – like, their schedule's tough the rest of the way. That is a tough schedule, including Panther City in that. Like, that's, that's a tough schedule for Colorado being where they are physically in terms of, like, health-wise and everything. This is the Wings' schedule remaining. Uh, They're off this weekend. They come back March 4th with that 11.30 a.m. start time against your Riptide. Um, Then they have the Monday night lacrosse, March 6th. So, two games next week for the Wings against Toronto. Um, Saturday, March 11th, they're at New York. And then March 18th, they have their other 11 a.m. start time against Georgia. And then they play back-to-back that weekend. They go to Rochester. That'll be a fun game. Uh, (laughs) Over-under penalty minute bet in that one. Um, Saturday, March 25th, they host Halifax. Sunday, April 2nd. Rochester comes to Philly. Saturday, April 15th, they go to Toronto. And then April 23rd, they go to Albany. And then April 29th, they go to Rochester. So they have three against Rochester still. Bro.
1: Which is y'all could possibly It's only all, win. like, compressed. They could
0: possibly only win, like, two to three more games. I'd say, I'd say on paper they beat Albany.
1: Yes, That that Uh, was a chalk
0: for sure. Rochester, they'll get at least one. (sighs) They'll get one. Maybe. Maybe They'll get one. It's tough Uh, to beat the team
1: three times, but
0: I don't know, man. The Halifax game I'm intrigued by. Yeah. Because that's another one. Like, I throw the the game we did the live stream for out the window. Every other time these two teams play, it's been – very competitive. They did blow them out. Yeah. I think that was, like, first game, like... And, again, not to make it an excuse, but this is the... They'll have Mitch Jones in this game. They didn't have Mitch Jones in that first game. So, the offense has been completely different. Um, they'll beat Georgia 13-12, to 12, like they always do. <laughs> hey, you know,
1: they'll say it. Like, Georgia can't beat you 12-11. Like, they've done a couple times.
0: And then... It wouldn't shock me if they split with the Riptide. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, And then, I mean, you get, was it, two crashes in Toronto Sweat. to break the curse?
1: Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead. 0-2. Just call it. swap I know you won't, but
0: I'm calling it for you. Genuinely, though, whose schedule do you think is harder the rest of the way? And I'm being totally unbiased. I think Colorado's tougher.
1: It's hard hard for me because I'm looking at it through two different lenses. Because, like, you make the point with Colorado, they have a tough schedule just in general of who's on it. But then you look at their team and, like, uh, how healthy they are. They're not ready for that run. But then you look at Philly and who is on their schedule outside of the riptide. And, I mean, Albany for this standpoint because of how they are. Everybody else is a true like rival, and it's going to be a mm-hmm. pure battle. So it's like they're, every game on their schedule is almost a toss-up outside of the three with the Riptide in Albany. So it's like it's hard to tell who really has a tougher schedule because of Colorado's circumstances, but then who is on the schedule for Philadelphia.
0: And I think the, the other thing that favors the Wings right now like we talked about with Colorado, like Colorado can't score. The Wings can score. Like, they can they can go back and forth with a team. It's a matter of them closing. And can they close against some of these big dogs right now? But at least we know that as of late, they can score goals. And yeah. that's the name of the and,
1: game. And that was a big standpoint. That is the name of the game, but they're running into a dangerous territory with They're reminding me of an Aaron Rodgers in the the early 2010s. All right, defense, just go out there and stop them in the middle of the fourth quarter and I'll win the game. That's kind of just how they're playing. They're like, hey, defense, just hold them to 12 and we'll score 13. Like You can't be saying that when you're playing Toronto, when you're playing Rochester, because they'll be like, oh, you think you give 12? Okay. We'll score 15. We'll score 18. And then you, Halifax, will score 20. And and then you're just looking like, well, fuck. So they kind I also of did, don't
0: know when the trade deadline is not that that like rise right. into this at all, but like if any other moves are going to be made, like we know Paul day is a guy who's not afraid to make a move. They made a move this week. They traded John Rannigan back to Georgia. Um, so it's like, He's an aggressive GM, so it wouldn't shock me. And, you know, preseason, remember he told us, Brock Sorensen had that itch. So we'll see if that comes into play as well. Um, he did tell us. So that'll be something to just keep an eye on for everybody at home. Don't take that all with, like, the biggest grains of salt. Uh, oh like, Huge. don't quote us on that. The, like, ones, that the is, ones you can actually see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the giant salt rocks. Yeah. Not just for real, a grain. Man.
1: <laughs> I don't say crazy we told that you that.
0: The Wings have like they're th- one of the two teams that they play three times this year, all three are in these final two months of the season.
1: That's that's pain. That's pain.
0: Because yeah, it's gonna be I'm, fun because
1: I'm along the lines that if you lose the first two, it's harder to win the third. Yeah.
0: And I think, and I the think first, and the in first a sense, it's good for both teams, for Rochester and Philly, um, that they're playing each other at this point in the season because they're in full swing, like, you know, this is the team you have. It's not like one of those instances where it's like, oh, we played early on and we only got one crack at you and now we're a different team. I think it's good that, like, for the most part, they'll be playing each other after the trade deadline and everything. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Comment on YouTube who you think has the uh, the better rest of season outlook: the Wings or the Mammoth? Um, we want to hear from you guys. I'm sure Hoots is like, "Shut the fuck up, you idiots! It's Colorado all day." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's so mad right now.
1: He's probably <laughs> human. <laughs>
0: Let's get into uh, your state of the fandom. DJs brought to you by our homies over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Guys, these late nights that I've had staring at screens at ungodly hours, you know, going outside, and you guys know we subscribe to the fact that sunglasses are more important in the wintertime than they are in the spring and summer. Uh, go get your Tomahawk Shades. They're already at an affordable price. They're at a fraction of the cost of those big name brands that are like just bending you over in terms of price for what they're giving you. Tomahawk Shades is giving you that quality for a fraction of the price. Look at Deej. Stunner. Stunning right there. Product placement. These are my work
1: sunglasses.
0: Look at that. See, Tomahawk Shades is so affordable that you can have work sunglasses and then you can have other sunglasses to wear to other events.
1: I got driving sunglasses, I have coaching sunglasses, and I have my everyday sunglasses.
0: Look at that. That's that's the quality that Hawk Shades is giving you, uh, and you guys can get it for even more of a fraction of a price because when you go to check out at TomahawkShades.com, use promo code USP, and you get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order. Order. Oh, do we mention too that, you know, Tomahawk Shades owned by Kyle Harris and Chris Hogan? Ever heard of them? Um, deeds your state of the fandom after this week has anything, uh, flipped upside down, changed in the, uh, the outlook? Obviously, Vancouver and Georgia off the board. Has anybody else, uh, taken a seat on the bench like the Homer Simpson gif of him patting the couch saying, Join um, us? Yeah.
1: Um, Albany, I uh, I wanted to give them a, the benefit of the doubt, um, but one person getting hurt shouldn't change your entire team like that. Um, so, I mean, in that same respect, Colorado's kind of tipping that point as well because we kind of we saw this happen with them a little bit last year when um, Ryan Lee went down. They kind of had a, a slump for quite a few games trying to figure their stuff back out. If this lasts longer, Colorado's kind of in that same, that same boat where one person getting hurt shouldn't change your entire team. I understand how it affects, but you have to be able to, to make adjustments and figure that out. That's part of the game. You know, people have to step up. Coach has to make changes. Whatever you got to do, you got to make it happen. And right now, they're not doing that. Um, so, yeah, Albany's gonna have to take a seat. But everybody else is kind of still still in good graces for the most part. Um, I will say I've decided my search for fandom cannot exceed the beginning of next season. I have to pick before game one next season. I dig it. So, most likely by the end of playoffs, I'll have,
0: I'll have a team. Everybody in the comments section, pour one out for uh, the Albany Firewater Drip Dogs.
1: My boys are still good, though. With a lot of boys Always, always going to support them. Ask Lyle. you
0: know. That's a fact. So, there it is. Albany, pour one out. F's in the chat for Albany. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's head into our week 13 preview Deej. we've got not the most like loaded schedule this week which is kind of nice for us since we have a lot of lacrosse to be covering uh five games on the slate friday night uh 9 p.m eastern time we get panther city at colorado so just a reverse of last week they were in panther city last week Um, And then 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time for the true late-night Sickos, Calgary at Las Vegas in a frisky bowl type of matchup. Um, And then Saturday, three games, New York at Rochester, uh, Albany at Georgia, both of those games at 7 Eastern Time. And then 8 Eastern Time, Vancouver at Saskatchewan, uh, which I think is like the TSN game of the week, um, which early in the season when they made that the TSN game of the week. I don't think they uh, were expecting Vancouver to be where they are right now. Um, not the most appetizing schedule of games. I mean, obviously, it's a limited slate. It's only five games. But we talked about this last week after we recorded, I think. There's like two games that really like catch our interest this weekend um, as a whole. And I think we both said Calgary-Vegas is going to be one of those games to just keep an eye on. Um, and then New York-Rochester is, like, easily game of the weekend.
1: I hope that game, that Calgary-Vegas game is in Calgary.
0: It's in Vegas. Oh, it's going to be so bland there's no color (laughs) oh fuck i didn't even think about that
1: there is no color the turf would have provided something it's just i'm just gonna if i
0: if i end up watching that game i'm just gonna put my tv in black and white and there's no difference
1: it's gonna be so hard to know who's
0: wow it's the monochrome bowl
1: yeah bro i'm excited i'm excited for this man
0: man I didn't I should, even think I, of that.
1: Should, should I should I put my team in box gear and go out there and join them?
0: <laughs> Throw the Raiders in there for good measure, too. Hey, why not?
1: We're all in black and gray.
0: Chicago White Sox, put them in there. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, let's go. <laughs> LA Kings, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> this shouldn't be this much. Wow. Fun i didn't even think of that great call nope. by you nope.
1: um i'm excited
0: <laughs> hopefully panther city colorado's at least a little more competitive than last week do i expect it to be not really um but i hope you know can, you can always hope um shout, you out think, Rob, shout out robert hope
1: you would think they'll come ball strapped ready to go after just losing last week and not wanting to get swept. Well,
0: I think Dylan Ward's going to have a game because I don't know if you saw his tweet. Somebody smashed in his window this I mean, weekend. He had a game last week. He had 60 saves. This this past week, though? <laughs> yes. What do you want him to do? D- Dylan's going to score a goal this week. <laughs> I mean, that's still not going to help him win. It could. One, goal, one goal
1: ain't going to help. They need a whole lot more than one goal
0: yeah well that's goal production they haven't been getting all season
1: especially when he's been making 60 saves on the other side i don't know what else you want to
0: did you see his tweet though no i didn't someone smashed his window in this week he said uh to the person who smashed my car window you didn't take my nll championship ring you dummy <laughs> and then he said in a follow-up tweet i don't keep it in my car it was on my finger for an event i had this weekend Yeah, the, the exact tweet. To the person who smashed in my car window today, you missed my Mammoth Championship ring. You dumb. <laughs> Followed up by, I'm wearing it for an event tonight. I don't keep the ring in my car.
1: That's fucking hilarious.
0: Um, yeah, not much. I mean, that Albany-Georgia game. Oof. If there was ever a weekend for Georgia to get their first win.
1: <laughs> it's this weekend.
0: If they don't win this weekend, they might not win a game the rest of the year.
1: Would that be a first? Probably. I, I would truly cry.
0: Gone winless ever. I could be wrong. We'll, we'll get a fact check on that for the people. Um, but, yeah, not much to break down from these games, Truly uh in terms of a preview so i think deej without any further ado we uh feed the duckies we feed some ducks head over to the pond and it's the nll week 13 picks of the week brought to you by the homies over at pickup you guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports rack up points on your fan profiles cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace that's playpickup.com. DJ, we got Panther City at Colorado kicking off the weekend. I think we both are feeling on the same page here. Both going Panther City. Oh yeah,
1: no question. I'm rocking with the boys in purple. They look good. They've been looking good all year. They're gonna make the jump over them this week. They'll give them six losses. They'll be at seven and four. They'll be looking pretty. Uh I I I like Panther City to make a playoff this year.
0: I'm right there with you. They look good. They look good. Uh, Next up, Calgary, Las Vegas in the Monochrome Bowl. They're a wagon, and they're playing phenomenal right now. Is Vegas going to be frisky and make us want to pull our hair out in this game? Absolutely. Absolutely. But right, you can't pick against Calgary with the way they're playing right now. They are playing full team lacrosse right now from offense looks great. Transition game is always great with them. And I think I read a stat this week, I think they're five and one since they traded for Josh Courier. So gimme give, give me Calgary. Speaking of Courier, <clears throat> his brother Zach had four blocks
1: and three cause turnovers last week. I think Zach Currier is officially the best all-around lacrosse player on the planet. And I think this one's going to be a goalie battle, though. Um, You know, there's a lot of firepower in between the lines for these teams. Landon Kells has been phenomenal this year, but he's no Christian Del Bianco, who might be the funniest goalie I've ever met. Which is hard to say because literally all goalies are funny. Yes. Because for more than half the game, they're standing there thinking of what to say. So for him to be that funny should tell you why I rock with him. I'm definitely going with Calgary in this.
0: So the next up is our collective game of the weekend. New York Riptide at the Rochester Nighthawks. Don't know where you're going here. But I got to go with the home squad. The boys I've said have looked great all year long. I said they were going to be great. I surprised you early in the year with the Rochester jersey on. They're another team that, like, yes, they've had a couple blips on the radar, but they've kept it competitive in in those blips on the radar. Um, And, I mean, with no... Toronto or Buffalo in action this week. This is a massive game for them um, to kind of just keep pace and get back to that you know same record as those two teams. So give me Rochester to get the home dub.
1: Yeah, this one's tough for me because um, I went with the boys last week and they were there. And like we talked about, the banter online about a lot of different things with the way this game came out. I could be in a totally different standpoint on this um, based on that. So that's why it's hard for me to pick. Um, but due to a lack of a true shutdown defender from the Riptide, they're going to have a very tough time with Connor Fields, in my opinion. Um, so I'm going to have to give Rochester the lean on this one.
0: Moving on to uh, the the Obi-Wan Kenobi You're My Only Hope uh, matchup of the week. And the Albany Firewolves at the Windless Georgia Swarm. This game is gross. This is, goes against all your standards of picking teams that are eliminated from your fandom. But I feel like there is a, a leaning point for you. <laughs> um... Is, is, this, is, this is the toughest game to pick of the week.
1: <laughs> well, the matchup to look at is Dougie James versus Lyle Thompson. <laughs> how many times can he stop Lyle Thompson? And how many times can Lyle Thompson score on Dougie James? This game is gross. I'm going to just go out on the limb. And as much as I hate their mascot, I'm picking Georgia.
0: I'm putting all my
1: faith in Lyle.
0: That's what I'm leaning to. It's like Lyle greater than sign. Everybody else. Albany can throw (laughs) at Georgia. Yeah. But man, that Georgia defense, bro. I
1: know. I know. But the goalies have been better. The goalies have been better.
0: Except last week.
1: Hey, they played who last week? Toronto. I wasn't expecting that goalie to be good anyway.
0: No offense
1: to anyone, but you play an offense like that and you've already had struggles this year, they're going to pick you apart.
0: If there's ever a moment for them to get it, it's this week. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ride with the Georgia Swarm as well. I don't like it. I hate it, actually. But. I'm going to go Georgia. And then the final matchup of the weekend, Vancouver at Saskatchewan. I think we're both on the same page here, if I'm not mistaken. And we're both going Saskatoon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've liked so, the way that it looked. This is a home um, game for them too, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we're on the same page this week. We've seen that work in our favor, and we've seen that go horrific. You did that
1: on purpose.
0: I did not. I was really thinking about that last game before Sask and <laughs> Vancouver. Because, bro, I think if you mess, if you mess on up paper, record, bro... on paper, this is like these are the teams I think people would pick. Like, as a whole, this is like. The public perception of who's going to win
1: yes but
0: if you mess with my record bro we
1: got a box i've been going so dumb i was so mad i had two losses this week i haven't had two losses in like four weeks bro i've been going so dumb
0: hey at least you didn't have to suffer an overtime loss i told you not to do it i, told I felt you great to. throughout that whole game and then i saw it go to overtime and i was like oh fuck I
1: felt great until y'all y- 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 tied it and i was like "Shit!" <sighs> i was like okay buff still got a chance though in this life and i was <sighs> like really the last shot they had a regulation i was like that's what y'all came up with i was not i was not happy but then overtime happened and i was like all right i'm good <sighs> it was a sas game though
0: yeah that threw us both off
1: and i think if i go back i i pondered that game for a little bit before i ended up choosing san diego
0: that was tough. But there it is. We're both going Panther City, Calgary, Rochester, Georgia, Saskatchewan, and that's our week thirteen NLL picks of the week. Okay,
1: say so we say we do get one L. Who do you who do you think it is that we drop?
0: Uh Georgia.
1: You think Georgia will lose to Albany? Still. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they haven't proven that they can win this year, so. Just Lyle, bro. Lyle you could score seven goals in this game and they'd still lose they, they eight
1: would seven. on some Miles Turner energy. They'd eight, lose three. eight seven.
0: Eight threes, 40 points. <laughs> lose
1: to the Celtics. That's, it. yeah, you got a point, bro. He could really go for like seven and four assists, have 11 points and lose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They'll lose 10 nine. Bro, your math,
1: bad. I just
0: said 7-4 and four to make 11. You said 10-9. you tell me Lyle can't assist his own goals? <laughs> yes. Tell what I'm if there's you. one person that would just be like, fucking Thanos mode. Fine, I'll do it myself. He'll off just go. Board,
1: off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> off, would off,
0: off the back glass into the net. That's Lyle. Off Lyme. the back glass, caught it, and. Like, like, do you have to give
1: him an assist for that?
0: I, I would I would think. It's a Lyle assist. It's like how they call it a hockey assist. It's a or, Lyle assist. Or does the
1: wall get the, the assist?
0: Well, the wall's not on the roster, so. It
1: should, should be. <laughs> do, do enough passes into it.
0: be better defense than what they have right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, you
0: took it too far. I was just talking uh, did turnovers. I? I was just talking about turnovers uh let's go uh we'll keep it indoors but it is the pll championship series in full swing um keep up to date with our thoughts on the champ series we've been posting uh daily instagram video breakdowns for each matchup at otb laxpot on instagram um i unfortunately haven't been able to watch the games in real time just because of my prior commitments um to even the championship series being announced but I've caught highlights and, and seen just like the score updates. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's crazy, bro.
1: Pandemonium.
0: That is what's going on.
1: It's, it's bonkers. Um, <clears throat> Chrome is definitely fit for this style. Like we thought they were. Um,
0: they are who we thought they were,
1: but no, um, Atlas is exactly who we thought Chrome was going to be.
0: Um, I don't know if we thought that it was, like, what... I don't think we thought Chrome was going to be what Atlas was. Because we talked about it last week, too. Like they, We thought Chrome was going to be good because they were, like, the bigger team. And, like, could dodge harder and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think but Atlas has that along with the speed. And, like, the finesse game. See that Chris Gray goal. I um, mean...
1: They got the finesse game. They all got that. The speed, maybe a little bit, but, like, it's really, like you mentioned, just the brute strength. Like, they're playing like bulls. Like, like the, the meme everybody's throwing around with the running of the bulls, dude just gets flattened. That That's real. Like, that is exactly what it looks like. Like, they're literally just out there running everybody over, shooting when they want to, playing good defense, knocking guys over, causing turnover like, they're just running through the competition. Literally, like, there's no other way to put it. Like, they, they, they are playing like they are the biggest, baddest team to exist. And it's showing on the scoreboard. 29, two, two games in a row. You know, and, and Romar can't miss a two on the run. He literally can't.
0: I said that in my first game. I said with that 13-point arc, Romar's going to have a phenomenal champ series
1: uh Chris Gray pinging corners from 13 is nuts. Costa needs. Costa wants to pull up from 15 still because he can. Romar pulls up from 17 the other day. Splash like
0: Romar pulled up from the fucking Washington Monument. And and nobody's
1: really talking about Caraway being four for four from two point land in this championship series. Like he's also come it's in great and, for our like, brand. Has been phenomenal on. Um, you know, f- fulfilling that extra spot. Like, oh, sure, you're going to pay a lot of attention to Romar and Costa. Well, I'm here, and I'll pop a two and make it too. Like, So they're owning the two-point arc, but also still having everything else on the inside and then being brutal on defense.
0: Can I also add to this Atlas success?
1: Um, Are you talking about Kincannon in uh, that camera?
0: Well, not even that. Uh, on top of, like, the players on the field, tip of the oh, cap, and, Stephen like, Brooks. job well done to Stephen Brooks so far like we tweeted it and um a lot of people agree like remove the interim tag now like he's cut out for the job and if he wants it give it to him like that dude has that locker room in the palm of his hand in the best way like of that term like they just genuinely look like they're having fun playing for him
1: exactly and that's that's a big standpoint is being excited to play and and enjoying what your coach has to say and, and where he's setting you up and, and the how he's uh, dictating the game right because that's that's kind of a coach's job is to put players in positions to do their best that it, all they really do is manage is manage uh, subs that's that's a coach's job and really all sports is to manage subs you're putting out the best number whatever however many you have you know football the best 11 lacrosse the best 10 you know, best five, whatever, you know, style you're playing. You're just putting that many guys out that's going to do the best job together. So all you're doing is managing subs. And if you're able to constantly put players in good positions and you teach them how to do it themselves, you break things down for them and and you make it fun, no matter what age, professional, all the way down to kids, they're going to enjoy it. And and they're going to show that and they'll play like that.
0: Which I I couldn't help but laugh and like wish – that Coach Rubio was still on the sideline because of anyway. our fun – Well, our fun interaction this past season of me asking him about subs.
1: Yeah, that would have been – subs and <laughs> this would be bonkers. I'll tell you. He'd be like, I ain't even worry about subs. Real talk.
0: <laughs> I got other
1: stuff to be saying.
0: Uh, <laughs> the subs
1: happening too fast.
0: The jerseys across the board look phenomenal visually. I- um, cause it's also one of those things that like you and I talk about all the time with the drip. It's like, it can look good in a post picture. How does it look on the field? These jerseys look stunning. And I hope that like, we've been talking about it since you've come on as the full-time host of this show. Like we want to see like third jerseys used and I hope these teams, because they've earned it and it's kind of like the NBA, like when you get that Jersey for making the playoffs, I hope they get to wear these during the regular season as well. I would love that.
1: I would love it. They they're fantastic. They're they're amazing. Uh, the only problem is I don't know if they made jerseys for the entire team. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's not a big deal for them to just make yeah. more. But I agree. They sh- they should be able to pull those out and wear them whenever they want. Um, or you know, or if the league stipulations, you can only wear them twice a year. That's fine. You know, I, I I would love to see them incorporated. Maybe you know. To make the other teams feel included, you put in one of their limited edition jerseys, like the most recent one, for the other four teams that didn't get in.
0: Or, you know, for those four teams, earn your spot. Or, yeah,
1: or it's just that, earn your fucking keep. And <laughs> and it is what it is. You earn know? your I'm, jersey. Because cool it's like that.
0: the NBA, like the teams that don't make the playoffs, they don't get that extra jersey. So. Yeah,
1: but they still get like their city jersey and everything. So yeah.
0: If. But we know we we kind of have like a a hundred, like ninety five percent like the throwback jerseys are coming back again this year, mm-hmm. um, so you'll get those. I I think it would be a cool, like, thing if like these teams that are in the Champ Series get to wear these like once or twice during the regular season, um, and just show them off for the people that you know, in person, didn't get to see them at the Champ Series. Yeah, I'm excited to see the two teams playing in the championship, whoever that may be. Um,
1: Should I look at flex? <laughs> I'll get on that, John, today.
0: Um, I think Chrome have looked, even though they are 0-2, they've looked great. Um. So our prediction, not as strong of them winning the whole thing, but, like, they've looked good, and they can hang in this format. I think the Archers look great. Um, obviously, Atlas are balling. The Whips, though, Stag said it after the first game. He said the game's more fun when he has Michael Earhart and his whole defense back there. Um, I think that's just a that's just the status quo of the lips. They are built from the back up and you know, they're kind of learning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just saw that. Why (laughs) running. $600 to go to a plane today. Sheesh. Guess we're
0: Uh, not getting on a plane today. They, uh, They've like predicated themselves on that. They're built on defense. They're built on their, you know, ability to have Michael Earhart. And then they hit singles. And then they also don't have two of their top goal scorers that they would have in the regular season in Rambo and Zed. So that, you know, takes away from it a little bit. I am kinda of surprised that like just the offense as a whole with the guys who are playing, like we haven't just seen more from them like i think brad smith has looked phenomenal and i think anybody would have said that would have been the case um for brad smith but like i feel like we we kind of expected more from these guys that like are playing for the whips in a more prominent role now because rambo and zed aren't there and it just feels like it's like not quite there yet
1: yeah, they have some stuff to work on. Um, you know, Jackson Reed, Keegan Khan, those kind of guys, they are having an opportunity to kind of fill out kind of where they could fit in into our offense and how things work. They should, in my opinion, they should be running through those guys a little more, getting them on the defensive end maybe a little bit so that they can get them out in transition. Or they're the first sub breaking back to the ball, catching it from the goalie. And and turning up field and just using pure speed to get to the net. Like they kinda I feel like the whips aren't using what they have as strengths on the team effectively right now. Um you know, I would have Jay Carlson kinda of just moving inside, causing, you know, doing Jay Carlson things. You have to put, you know, your your tie warners, your you know, your guys who can who can really shoot or you know, your defensemen really out on the the perimeter. And you know, force force teams to hold off on on the help because it seems like the whip snakes are getting helped on more than other teams because they don't really they aren't shooting that too, so people don't feel the pressure to not leave a guy out there. Mm -hmm. You kind of got to—I wouldn't say respect it because obviously they respect everyone out there as shooters from thirteen, but you have to make them respect it more to the point to where uh, they're giving you more opportunities off the dodge from not helping,
0: right? are we in a sense also kind of like not surprise isn't the word that I'm looking for. I don't know what the word truly is. Um, they're just like, they're, they're kind of like status quo of like doing what they do with the bunk bed boys and grant, like their names aren't flashing in the highlight reels. Truly. I mean, Marcus hit that, that game winner against Chrome. Um, but like, They're kind of just doing their thing quietly almost.
1: With – with Archers, it's weird, right? Because they're doing pretty much what they did during the season. Um, Like jumping out to these huge leads and kind of just playing relaxed ball and teams kind of make a little push at the end, but it's not enough. Um, They did go into overtime, which – is scary, but they're archers, so a couple shots and a Marcus Holman goal, and the whole thing's over. Um, so they're very much what I thought they would be. Um, not too worried on the defensive side. I wouldn't say worry, but, like, I didn't even think about the defensive side for them. Everything with the archers was offensive. Um, you know, how were Matt Moore, Marcus Holman, Will Manny, Connor DeSimone, et cetera, going to come out and play, and they played fantastic, so it's going to come down to a literal shootout who can score more goals. And in my opinion, I can't tell you that right now because it's, it's a weird game, right? If the archers are smart enough and they, and they force these guys off the three point line, right? No, off the three point, off the two point arc, then they're getting all ones. You know, you you have to sell your body out and force a guy to take a one. Right, that that's kind of when you're playing Atlas. That's that's what people haven't been doing. So if mm-hmm. the archers can do that, they could be in a position where they could possibly win this game. But it's going to be a total shootout.
0: Mm-hmm. And also sneaky, like under the radar, having a nice little champ series. Ryan Oghaven. for two pointers,
1: right? I don't know how often that's gonna happen. He looks fantastic, which he has looked good in the first two games, but are the are is Atlas gonna let him pop off for a couple of two pointers in a game? Not sure.
0: That's gonna be the fun thing and as we record this recording this uh Friday afternoon, we get that matchup. Archer's Atlas, both teams undefeated right now, so we'll get to see, you know. The battle of of those two there, and then we get Chrome and Whips, um, which obviously this Archers Atlas game is going to be for who gets the one seed effectively, um, and we'll which we play get, the whips. yeah, which will be interesting because you know Whips in the Whips in the playoffs are different A breed, different, different um, and then two v three, whether it's Archers. Chrome in a rematch, or Atlas Chrome in a rematch from the Nightcap on uh, on Thursday, I think it could be a completely different game either way. You know, with the... Now the experience that all the teams have playing in this format, um, I think the 2v3 is going to be the, like, must-see, glue-yourself-to-the-TV matchup. I selfishly...
1: want to see Archers-Chrome. Me too. In that
0: 2-3? Me too.
1: But we'll see, because Chrome-Archers was a very good game over mm-hmm. time. I'm here for that as well. But I also selfishly want to see in the playoffs or in the championship Archers-Atlas, because I feel like that's, that's the matchup right now.
0: Yeah. It's fun, and I think the championship series has kind of proven what you and I have talked about off-pod. We might have talked about it a little bit on-pod, too, just the comparison of, like, Premier League soccer and Champions League. It's exactly what it is, you know, on a lowered scale because there are more teams that qualify for Champions League than what we have in the championship series here, but the banter has been there, The, the just, like electricity has been there the bragging rights are there if you're a fan of any of these teams so there's a lot like going into this and like there's only going one team to say that they won the first sixes championship series um so that's going to be a ton of like just like down your throat if you're <laughs> if you're a rival of one of the teams that win um it's very fun and romar said it best the more lacrosse, the better. Simple. That's and it. That's it. The, the sub-tweeting, sub-posting from different people about the champ series and, like, just trying to be subtle about it. Can we all just grow the fuck up and, like, understand that, like, it's okay to have different – formats of the sport it's okay to have it being played at the same time of year it's okay to have it on at the same time you know like it's only going to benefit the sport as a whole and every you and i can agree on this every style of lacrosse is fun to fucking watch
1: yeah exactly i'm, I'm gonna put it like this right How many NBA games are on yesterday? Nine. All of them were not televised everywhere, but they were all televised, at least locally. So think about how many more people were watching because there were nine games on. But also yesterday, I'm sure there was three-on-three basketball played somewhere. There was high school basketball played somewhere. There was college basketball played somewhere. Those are also getting views. Now let's translate that over. There's going to be some people who have ESPN basic cable package but don't have ESPN plus. they got to see the game that was on ESPN too. They don't get to see any NLO games because how often are NLO games on the main networks? I think or locally
0: had, televised
1: or exactly. you know so it's it's an opportunity for more eyes to get on the game. Secondly on the other point, which
0: Archers got, Atlas by the way, not to cut you off, is on ESPN2 right perfect.
1: perfect. I guarantee you somebody's watching that game. A a nice handful of people are going to stumble across that just channel surfing, and they're going to watch. Why? Because I'm going to get into that right here, what you mentioned, the exciting part of every form of lacrosse. We look at box. It's indoors, high-intensity, physical, high-scoring game, music, party. People love it. Look at traditional. People love the big hits in open field. They like that people have long sticks. The goals are crazy. They like the warm outdoor atmosphere. All that. Now let's turn to sixes. It takes the best of both of those things. Even though this is indoor, people still get an, out, an outdoor feel for it. It is five-on-five five like box, very fast-paced, very physical, very high-scoring but still has the culture of that outdoor league a little bit. So there's nothing wrong with having multiple ways of playing the same sport. And this sixes is so similar to basketball that it's it's the best way to draw people in. The random person is going to be more amped to watch a back-and-forth sixes game that doesn't stop for a 1,000 face-offs, which is okay. Do I want to take the face-off out of the game? No. But – this is a way to introduce them. They like sixes. They get hooked. They watch sixes. We introduce them to the NLL. Oh, it's just as physical, very fast-paced, da da, da da They like that. Introduce them to field. Boom. Now they like all forms of lacrosse, and then they don't care what kind of lacrosse is on. They just want to watch lacrosse. Whoa. Maybe if all of you thought like that, lacrosse would be, I don't know, the fourth biggest sport in America? Just Maybe just maybe I don't maybe I don't know what I'm talking about but if we just look at it in a way to where every form of lacrosse will bring in a different type of person to become a fan because that's really the idea of putting lacrosse on TV is to grab an average viewer somebody who isn't necessarily a fan of lacrosse and make them a fan of lacrosse it doesn't matter which one they get into first they're bound to bleed into the rest so just Use this for the advantage that it is. Talk about the good things that, good things that are happening and welcome more people into the, the world of lacrosse. Like,
0: it's and we're an both cool. perfect examples of that. Like, I started watching lacrosse with box, bled into the field game, and you went reverse. You started, mm-hmm. obviously, with field. You played, and then you started watching box. Like, it It is a simple and seamless transition across the board. And if you get the concept, you're going to watch it whenever it's on.
1: And for people who are like, oh, the same teams are going to get in uh, for the Olympics that would have gotten in for the World Championships, that would have sent, they would have sent 10 teams, even at, uh, a 10 man team. No, they wouldn't. The IOC wanted to see sixes for a reason. More countries are going to enter because it's a lot easier to put together an 18 team. 18-man team plus two goalies for a sixes roster than it is to put together a 40-man team plus three goalies for a a traditional team roster. And everybody doesn't have an ice rink where they live and they can't just build boards in the middle of nowhere to play box. So play sixes where it is easy and more accessible for everyone to play. And then as we gain traction and money into this thing, we can start to expand the traditional game elsewhere. Look at uh, Senegal with the NBA. They're producing mass product. Uh, I shouldn't say mass product, but they're producing tons of very good basketball players through their NBA program in Senegal because they started with the game of basketball here, but they also did three on three. They also played horse. They also played 21. And then they teach these things to other players, and then they build up from there as they gain money and traction. We're trying to just, boom, lacrosse should be big not how it works man we got to put in time got to put in effort got to make people love it and then they will dump the time money effort just like we did and that's how it grows
0: and we talked about this i'm pretty sure last year when like the concept of like sixes tournaments and stuff were like coming up and everything from a player like from a pro player or like you know trying to be pro player perspective sixes could be a way to like save slash salvage slash revitalize a career like You could have somebody who may be out of a league or something like that, you know, PLL-wise, can't crack a roster or whatever. If down the line there is, you know, a subset of the PLL that is like uh, a G League or something like that, where it is a sixes format, you're playing sixes now, and because you have the speed or you have, you know, the dodging ability sixes could help you know extend careers like stag said if sixes was a full year like a full season type of thing matt abbott's career would be extended 10 more years so like that's something to also just like who knows if it happens you know if there is you know a a subset type of league or something like that with sixes or, you know, when it comes to the Olympics and stuff like that, where guys may be out of the PLL, but they're playing in the Olympics similar to some other sports. Like, you know, you're out of major league baseball, but you're playing for team USA in the Olympics or in the world baseball classic or stuff like that. It's a way to help extend careers.
1: We need, cause I just got a notification for this. We need sixes to become, the XFL, XFL of lacrosse mm-hmm. AJ McCarron went from Alabama superstar winning national championships to busting in the NFL to now leading the 2-0 St. Louis BattleHawks in the X, XFL and making them look fantastic coming back from an 18-point deficit in the fourth quarter
0: and Imagine. look at the XFL 2.0 as well like to even kick it back further like obviously pandemic happened so it, it ended things but you had the likes of pj walker who got an nfl opportunity and you look at the guys who are in this iteration of the xfl now with the rock and everything you're telling me if he doesn't play well vic beasley's not going to get a call from an nfl team this offseason martavis bryant is not going to get his career revitalized you know for the tail end into his 30s now as a wide receiver in the nfl um Offensive linemen, especially, with a more focused and more ample playing time for guys who traditionally backups, but you get more film on them, you bring them in, you have an opportunity to turn them into a swing offensive lineman for your team defensively. I mean, you're telling me, too, next year Marquette King's not on an NFL roster as a punter? You're kidding yourself.
1: Yep. There's so much benefit. Same thing
0: with the USFL, too.
1: So much benefit that comes from having these subset leagues. So, like, sure, get over yourself. That's that's just my thing on it. Get over yourself. Grow up and and enjoy the the growing of the sport that we love.
0: Hundred percent. Growing
1: pains. It doesn't feel good to grow, people.
0: Great We're calling show. Growing pains for a reason. Great show. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the championship series. I think. So far, and will continue to, has lived up to the hype and is going to be a mainstay in the PLL for years to come. And I think it's just going to be fun for the growth of the PLL as well. Like, imagine when we get to 10 teams in the PLL and it's still only four teams qualifying for the Champ Series. Like, it makes it that much more exclusive. And like like we said, it's very similar to the Premier League and, and Champions League in soccer. Like, you want to qualify, for that, that Champions League spot. You want to qualify for the Championship Series because that's another trophy in your trophy case for your team. That is, for those players, more money for them as players to continue growing with their careers and stuff like that. Um, so I, th- I think it's done a phenomenal job, and you know I'm excited to just see the games, how they transpire on Friday and then into the semifinals um, on Saturday, and then I will be at the final on sunday um so if you're gonna be there come say what's up very excited to uh be there for the championship on sunday um but deej college let's kick it to the college game what a concept another style of lacrosse going on at the same time as others who would have thunk right who would have thunk uh i I think it's
1: okay though because it's it's traditional lacrosse It's not a big deal
0: True. It's an 80-second shot clock, so. Right, right, right. It's not as fast-paced. Um, uh, very, very slow. Very, very slow. Breakdown week three for the people. What What stood out to you this week in the college game?
1: Well, uh, Brown and Princeton held it down for the Ivies. We know how uh, everybody gets with Ivies with uh, the preseason rankings going out. They're always ranked so high. They don't play games as early as everybody else, and they keep their rankings. and. Well. Princeton took care of Manhattan, Brown beat Providence. So, I mean, Ivy League has looked okay to start the year. Um, nothing that's made me, like, extremely happy or, you know, like, oh, Ivy League is back. Like, mm. I'm still looking a little skeptical at last year's uh, playoffs and how many Ivy League teams got in. Um, but my boys, Michigan, 2-1 and one now. Um, only loss is to the number one team in the country, Virginia, by four. Well, I don't I don't know if they're number one anymore still, but you know, top four team in the country. They lost by four, first game of the year. I'm happy with Michigan. Um, I'm excited to see what they have moving forward. But the offense looks very good. Um, Fairfield was the only team to play on Wednesday. Played Sacred Heart. Uh, Sacred Heart, twelve point dub is what it is. This weekend is going to be fun. Um, anytime Towson and Richmond play each other, it is fireworks. Um, I don't know what it is about the way Richmond's color scheme looks against the porthole mesh that Townsend wears, but I love the jersey matchup in this. Um, I'm excited to see how that one plays out, but I'm kind of leaning toward Townsend. They looked very good this year. Uh, Michigan traveling up to Marquette. um, 1 a.m. Eastern time is wild. Mm, Okay. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's right, but I definitely – I don't think i'll be able to watch that game oh wait it's at marquette so it's on youtube i'll be watching that that's going to be a game to watch michigan and marquette is was that uh, just
0: a playback at always a. Fun.
1: i hope it's a playback at one 1- no because this is on like the ncaa website it can't be a playback
0: they, they can't be playing a game at one in the morning <laughs> there's no
1: way they're playing a game at one in the morning bro I, I'm, I'm ignoring it it's got to be like that's the baltimore
0: colts traveling in the middle of the night not telling anybody type shit. <laughs>
1: It, bro, because this Merrimack and Denver game is 2 a.m. Eastern. <gasps> oh, are they paying late Friday night in Denver?
0: That's probably what it is. And then they're probably like rebroadcasting late, it yeah. on... on Saturday
1: morning. I don't know. That, that's weird though, because they're not on the Friday roster or on the Friday schedule. Anyway. Um, be on the lookout for those games. Uh, Merrimack has only lost one game this year, and Denver's Denver, so that game will be fun. Um, Loyola, Maryland, Rutgers. Loyola in their chrome green has been running through competition left and right. Um, Rutgers dropped a tough one last week, so they'll both be looking to bounce back. Well, oh, Loyola will be looking to keep their momentum going. Rutgers will be looking to bounce back. So that'll be a fun game. Notre Dame, Georgetown, always good when they get together. Navy high point check market. I'm glad I'm upset this says TBA right now for that time, so I'll be looking at when I'll be able to watch that cuz I'm excited for that Cornell, Harvard, Dartmouth all playing this weekend. Colgate and Harvard playing each other. Utah John Hopkins is going to be fun to watch. Virginia Ohio State which will probably be on BTN Plus. So shoot me and everyone else in the head for that horrible camera angle. Duke Penn will be fun because I want to see Sam Hanley go to work. I think they have more than enough to beat Duke. Um, so that'll be a nice ACC um, Ivy League competition. Maryland and Princeton, same thing. Big Ten, Ivy League, that'll be fun. North Carolina, Syracuse, everybody's had this circled uh, to see how Joey is going to play uh, in his first time against the Tar Heels. Penn State, Yale will also be fun. in Vermont. The Catamounts, man. Shout out to the Catamounts. I like watching them play. They play a lot of energy. Uh, very fun to watch. They're taking on Brown. So uh, Brown will be looking to win again, keep their momentum going. Catamounts looking to get their first win of the year. Anything good on Sunday? Villanova, Delaware would be fun. Hampton or high, point, high Points playing back to back. They play Hampton on Sunday. So that'll be interesting. Fairfield plays Richmond, so they'll play again this week, too. Anything on Tuesday worth talking about? St. John's and Rutgers. St. John's and Rutgers is always a fun game. Um, Battle of the Red. Rutgers will be the team to watch in that one. They'll probably have a good game. Cornell and Hobart on Tuesday as well. That wraps up February. Loyola and Townsend play Wednesday. That's the only game worth watching on Wednesday. Um, We know how that game is. That's kind of like the battle on Charles Street between Loyola and and Hopkins. Um, That that in-state battle means a lot to those teams down there. And right now, Loyola has been owning them. Um, Not only did they beat Maryland, but they turned around and beat Hopkins as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them sweep Maryland and beat Townsend to close things out. Then that's it, really. Um, we can get the next Saturday, next week. But the loaded slate this week, um, we saw all the big games, really, with, like, Syracuse, North Carolina. And stuff. So Saturday is going to be the day. So uh, if you have plans on the 25th, you probably should because there's lacrosse on literally all day. From the time you wake literally. up to the time you go to bed, there will be lacrosse on. So if you have plans, cancel it.
0: Also, Which, shout out to the kid, Joey Spelina, that disgusting goal. The. same kind of energy just the the
1: man great cra- i'm looking at these tickets though i'm do we get credentials for ncaa finals
0: well tickets might be one, in the works
1: 195 right now
0: credentials for that, for might be weekend. in the works
1: so uh, i might cash on that and just come out there anyway it's <laughs> memorial day weekend i don't care
0: Turn up. (laughs) Turn up. (laughs) Uh, So there it is. Uh, My college lacrosse recruitment tour. Same team still in the mix. Uh, Add your teams. Comment on YouTube. Um, Right now on the list so far on the preliminary list, it's Syracuse. It's Denver. Keep adding your teams. Um, Need more teams on the list. So colleges, come pander you want to recruit me come pander pandering works uh so that's the update there but that's all we got for you guys this week make sure you're following us on the socials at otb Pod on twitter instagram um we're doing championship series videos every single day so make sure uh you check those out over on our instagram follow Deej on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZ L311. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. It helps the show continue to grow. And subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. That's where you get full video episodes of every show on our network. You get live streams, you get clips. Shorts, original content, interviews—it's all on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Get us to 400 subscribers by the end of the month. You got four more days, four more days. That's three people a day, three people a day subscribe. We hit our mark. Uh, so go subscribe and uh, make sure you get your merch. PHI Use code Underground. You get 10% off any and all orders. Uh, so go get your OTB merch. And this has been episode number 262. Oh, real quick, too. We are going to have a quick, like, 30-minute-ish episode on Monday for you guys to recap the Champ series. That'll be out on Monday as soon as we possibly can. Um, We'll keep you guys updated when that'll be out, but we're going to record just a championship series recap episode that'll be on the feed and on YouTube on Monday. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. But this has been episode number 262 of the allegedly award-nominated number nine NCAA-ranked, honorably mentioned, viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast, official lacrosse pod on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Deej, I'm KB. Enjoy this lacrosse equinox that we have this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. But until then, getting the heck up out of here. Peace. Hey. it's You keep that we can catch in a
1: and that's outside the box.